Welcome back to the King Bentley Podcast, where every opinion is welcome and every voice can be heard. Today's guest, a longtime friend of the show, in his third appearance, Dread. Najee, Dread Ellis. <laughs> we stop playing. Nah, Dread pulled up today. Well, I pulled up on Dread, and we had a wonderful conversation about NFL and Jay-Z's partnership. Had a bunch of candid opinions on that. We spoke a little bit about USA Basketball and this upcoming season and implications that USA Basketball has in this upcoming season. Spoke about um, a little bit of music as well too in the beginning of the show. Rook Ross's album, a bunch of albums that we enjoyed and liked throughout the year. Um, not really much to say in today's pre-roll. Not really much of a rant to go to go on. Um, I, I had a pretty good week. It's a pretty solid week. I'm wishing everybody success, more wealth, more positivity, more clear-headedness, all that good shit going into next week. And um, I hope you guys enjoy the show. Hope you guys enjoy your Monday. Take care. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, that's still one of my favorite. Well. I can't think of any other record, any other album that came out this year right now, but that's definitely one of my favorites of the year. The, the cold shit? Dreamville shit? No, 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 no. That's, I, that's literally my favorite album of the year so far. Top to bottom? It ain't really that many fire albums out that came out this year, if you ask me. I gotta touch my phone with my phone. I gotta touch my phone for that one. I gotta touch my phone for that one. Like, I don't feel like we had an iconic year for albums. Even if, it was, if one of your favorite artists dropped the album it probably wasn't fire top to bottom you know it's your favorite artist you're gonna be biased regardless yeah i mean it depends because like so far this year like complete albums mm-hmm. from top to bottom cold dreamville joint and i think um dj mustard and he's not even a rapper he's a dj perfect 10 so he a producer yeah my fault yeah he a producer, producer dj so for him to have one of Best quality albums, top to bottom, and not an actual rapper. Like, you got any albums that you thought stand out this year? That Dreamville Project. Yeah, <laughs> which, which ironic was my, and you know, I'm not even the biggest Cole fan. Me neither. I'm not the biggest Cole fan either. I'm but, not a Cole stand by any by any metrics, but that was good quality work. You know, I think you know why I like the album so much because you could tell that they was having fun while making it. Yeah, you seen the you seen the um the documentary. Like the documentary. That shit was fire. Yeah, yeah it was, it was wavy. wavy. I still want to. I want to ask Ari Lennox a couple of questions though, because I peeped she had a backwood in the documentary. If I'm not mistaken, she had a backwood on her hands, and she do got a record called Backwood on her old project. And I'm just, want, I just want to know how she smoked backwards and still got a beautiful voice like that. Oh my! <laughs> nah, real talk. I, would, I really want to know. I thought that shit would affect her throat by now or something. That heavy ass tobacco. What the fuck? What, you know where she from? That explain a lot. Yeah, I might. Matter of fact, you're right. I don't know That's where is she question. from. Where's Ari Lennox from? She. I assume she's from that. Um, that. Oh, she's from DC. DC. I was about to say oh, DMV area. DC. I was right. She's from DC, and I learned this week too. I learned this week that the DMV is not the whole Delaware, Maryland, Virginia area. So what else it includes? Apparently, it's literally just Wash- the Washington DC metro area. So it's not the whole of Virginia. It's not the whole of Maryland. It's not even Delaware. It's just Washington DC metro area. Parts of Maryland that's that around Washington DC. Parts of Virginia. That's what I was told. So by Delaware somebody. is not considered DMV. Delaware is not considered DMV. So why the, where the fuck they get the D from? D.C. Oh. News to me. My New York City ass, I thought DMV literally was a tri-state area. Just how we got a tri-state area up here. Apparently it's not. It's a tri-city area. Tri-metro area. I didn't know that. I'm going to be honest. I did not know that. Every day you learn something new, though. And apparently those are one of the things that are, um, that are not what we thought it was. The Ross Project. The Ross Project. Let's talk about the Ross Project. Um, how you feel about the Ross Project? Well, I'm a big Rick Ross fan. Right. So, I like the album. It's not a bad album at mm. all, but it's not 
Um, it's not one of my favorite albums from him. Um, but it was a solid, complete album. Like, mm-hmm. he was talking what I expected him to talk, but it's, it's not my favorite Ross album. His last project, actually, Rather You Than Me, is actually one of my favorite Ross projects. Top three, I'll say. Favorite. Um, I don't, Rather I don't, You Than Me? Top three favorite? Yeah, it, it actually is. Um, I remember the I remember the project. I think it was Mastermind. I know you love Mastermind. Yeah, Teflon Don, Mastermind, and Rather You Than Me is actually. Um, I like God Forgives I Don't a little better. Yeah, than God, Teflon Don. and God Forgives I Don't is actually probably my fourth, which is why I like Port of Miami two that dropped. It's probably like his f- fifth, sixth album of mine. I don't think it was nothing that's like. I don't think it's like years from now we'll be like that's a classic. Port of Miami too. Yeah, I mean I ain't go. It's a good though. project. It's a, it was an album or, or a mixtape. I thought it was a mixtape. I I approached it as a mixtape. Port of Miami, Miami too. Yeah, nah, it's an album. It's an album. Yeah, just got the just got the because was the first one a mixtape or album? No, it was an album. The album too. Yeah, I, y'all could have sworn the first one was a, was a mixtape. Yeah, I don't know. It didn't really feel like a Ross album though. You know what I mean? Like you know how you know how like Ross albums be having like a story, a yeah. full story. It kind of felt like he put together fifteen tracks that slap. You know what I mean? It, it just felt different. Oh, you, so like, like kind of like what you would do with a mixtape, right? That's on. why that's why I thought it was a mixtape because it kind of it, it played like a mixtape to a certain extent. It felt like a mixtape when I listened to it. Yeah, that's probably you probably got that because of the features. I would say it was a. I don't know, like even the features was dope, but some of them like I'm not really big on. Like, like what? Um, like I know a lot of people like the um Meek track. I'm not really big on Bogus Charms. <laughs> um, I love the Nipsey track though. That was Nipsey tough. track. That was tough. The Nipsey and track was tough. My favorite song on there actually, um, I still pray with um Bo Grizzly and Wife and Lucci. Um, I thought that was tough. My favorite, my favorite song on there actually is um Vegas, um Vegas Residency. Yeah, that shit is tough. I love that track. Nah, I track, I track. You know what it is though. Also, yeah, like I feel like the 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 first half of the album. I think the second half of the album was better than the first half. Like I wasn't big on the Summer Walker track. Um, I like the Dez Low track. I actually wanted her nah, to be the, on there. Yo, I like the Dez Low track, the White Line shit. That yeah. shit slap. I wanted her to. I wanted her to actually like be spinning on there because I actually like. You Dez thought she was gonna have a verse on this shit. Yeah, Dez Low was tough, and she was on. Um, she was on Rather You Than Me on Maybach. Um, Maybach Music Five. Five. Yeah. Yo, I'm tight. I'm tight. Think about Maybach Music. I'm tight that that um that, that Pusha T and, and Lil Wayne can get over their petty shit. So, to see um, what the days on the record together. Yeah, you know, you know what's crazy. Um, I don't know if you peeped this interview with the Breakfast Club, but he said that um, both of them cleared it. the record. I haven't seen it yet. So what happened then? I want to figure out what he I, said. He felt like putting them on the track together wasn't going to resolve anything, and that was his purpose. So since he felt like it did, his purpose wasn't really accomplished. He didn't feel like both of them should have been on it, and he was like, at the end of the day, Wayne did the verse first, so he felt like Wayne should have been the guy mm-hmm. over push. So yeah. let me ask you a question. I don't, why did well you can't answer it because you're not raw. So if you think I right, boom putting them on the track together is going to solve things, right? And well, if that's what he initially thought, right? Mm-hmm. And then it came to a point where he was like, "Yo, I right, that's not the case." Shouldn't he have tried to work to see to it that he resolved things between the two? Like, shouldn't he have tried to find a way to bring them together? Like, yo, I right, boom. Maybe not putting them on the record together is going to work, but maybe if I put them on the record together and get them to speak to each other and hash it out, we get past that and we get a, a quality record with three with three good MCs. Three of some of the best MCs of our generation. Yeah, honestly, I, I don't know. I think his 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 point of view on that was a little wacky because I feel like if both of them cleared the record, um, it should have been green light for them to both be on the track, especially because Pusha verse was tough. Mm-hmm. Pusha verse was tough. Yeah, so like, why not? He snapped on that. He blacked on that. And his verse, 
Ross heard Ross heard the verse obviously. He knew it was better than Wayne verse. <laughs> you think it was better? Than- <laughs> it was better than Wayne verse. Nah, no amps or buts about it. So nah, but it's not. Like, it's because I feel like I feel like Wayne at, the, at a point in his career where it's like, Yo, you want me to come on your on your on your um your track? I'm gonna just say something. I'm gonna just spit something calm real quick. I don't really gotta say much. You know who I am. You know what I do. He don't really gotta prove himself anymore. You feel me? He don't, but. Don't you feel like that's also Wayne issue though? Like lately, like lately we ain't been getting the same Wayne that we grew up on in middle school. All right, but asking for the for the Wayne that we grew up on in middle school is just unfair to him. He like thirty six now. He, he it's, that's that's like just that young nigga rapper shit. That's past him now. Like but, he don't want to do that no more. Like I'm that's I'm in a different season of my life now. Like I don't want to have to to give y'all crazy thirty twos and sixteens anymore. I see, but see, his was disagree, right? If you if you not gonna give me something that I feel like is quality wing like that i know you capable of i don't want it i really don't want it especially because i know what you capable of that's like i'm not saying like like i'm not saying like this like his part was dirt i'm just saying like i know you want a little better because you know what wayne could do yeah and i know ross know what wayne could do which is why i'm pretty sure he asked him i mean pretty i'm pretty sure he was satisfied with the words because he put it on the track now what if he asked him to do it twice and that was the second take that was yeah (laughs) Nah, real talk. I feel like I understand what you're saying. I 100 understand what you're saying, but I also feel like no matter what Wayne does on the track, it's gonna slap at this point. You said whatever he he does on the track. Yeah, because it sounded like on Maybach Music Six, he was just he was just experimenting. He was just you know testing out his vocals, just saying yeah, whatever the feeling. Fuck. You know, just getting his shit off. Just now, nah, it's yo. Listen to the vibe of that record. You feel me? Listen, you know listen to the energy. Though? That's not a, that's like, not a record you really spaz on or push spaz on it. But that and, and I could see why Wayne just pulled up on that record calmly and just laid a verse and cut. You that's know what's crazy though? Black on. When I first heard the verse, um, I liked it. It wasn't until push verse came and I'm like, I, right, damn, <laughs> maybe something should have been changed. Either Ross should have been like, yo, put, let me use this push verse. Or like I said, I don't see if they both cleared it. Why not? Why not put him? Why not put yeah, him? That's, that's how I feel. I don't understand his that's logic behind the whole. Um, it wasn't a resolve the issue. I don't know. Maybe he didn't want to give people the wrong idea because usually when people is all on the same track together, people probably got this idea that like yo, yo, they Gucci again. Yeah, they cool and, now. And right. he knew that since that wasn't the case, maybe he didn't want to put that out there like that. You remember where the beef stemmed from? You think it's anything worthy of them still holding the grudge now in 2019? No, because. They grown as men. Yeah, like if if <laughs> if Pusha T and Lil Wayne came across each other, I don't think none of them would like. We'll shoot the fair one. Yeah, like exactly. That. Y'all wouldn't fight. All right, so so this is even more reason for that. Rec- for, I ain't go front. I feel like we at the point in because look, Ye did it a bunch of times. You upload the album and then you edit it. I feel like I wouldn't be surprised if two three months later, if we get an edited version, updated version of Made Bad Music Six and Pusha's verses on it. It's on it later. Yeah, like on some deluxe shit. Right. I could be dragging it. Maybe I'm a little bit too optimistic. Maybe I want to hear that verse on. I want to hear the, a mastered version of that verse so badly that I want this. Yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised if that happens like two, three months from now. Yeah. I mean, that'll be dope because like his verse was definitely fire. And then mm-hmm. it ain't like we could go on any streaming service and get I mean, that. I mean, SoundCloud. But I mean, as far as it being together, unless somebody do some weird edit, but that's not original. So it's like <laughs> it's not the same. But right. like you know, like. Most of the you mentioned the beef shit. Like most of the beef in the industry, like you gotta look at it. Like if these all these rappers at the end of the day gonna see each other and smack one of each other, <laughs> they're not. At the end of the day, these niggas it's got families and shit that care about them. You're not gonna risk that. 
niggas be fronting, bro. Niggas, Game and 50 Cent have one of the ultimate beefs of all time. <laughs> the niggas seen each other and they squashed that shit. Bro, it's wrestling, though. This yeah, is all yeah, wrestling. That's perfect. It's, wrestling, it's literally bro. WWE. It's smoke and mirrors. We got to sell these records. And what sells? Controversy, drama, beef. So I'm talking my shit on this record. You're going to talk your shit and you're going to get this money. Yo, I feel like at this point, bro, like you said, all of them, they, these people, like, these rappers got too much money to really be beefing now. Yeah. Like, you really gotta you really gotta be silly as fuck to still be beefing with all that money in your bank account, all the money that you grossing every year. Nah, I agree with you. For the niggas in the industry that's, that wanna partake in beef and still wanna be street niggas, those are stupidest niggas. I hate, I hate certain industry <laughs> niggas, bro, that really, like, yo, bro, you got an opportunity, bro, to make a million dollars and leave the street shit alone and you still wanna... <laughs> You still want to play with guns in your hood? Nah, some people, some people just that's all they know though. Nah, some that's true. That's but I feel know. like, listen, I feel like at the end of the day, you picked up a microphone. Your goal was to change your life. Mm-hmm. You had the opportunity, and you still do fuckboy shit. That's dumb to me. Nah, that's like that's like Bobby. You know how many? You know how many people right now is fiending to be a rapper? <laughs> And you play, you basically played with it. You had the ball in your hand and you fumbled it because you still want to be a street nigga. So how you feel about, for, all right, for example, perfect example, right? Next year when Bobby and Roddy come out, you think the streets still going to be looking for them? Yes, and that's crazy because you usually don't see that. Like, usually people go away to jail and niggas, you know, they fade away. They right. career fade away. Right. Those are the only two, those are the only individuals who I could say they did their time in jail and people still go crazy for them on social media. I go for I think it's because I think it's because it happened at the pinnacle. Whoa, they just got on. Yeah. And to say that the pinnacle of their career was when they just got on, it may be a little unfair to them. But being that they got on and it was so hot and they was like they was really putting on for the borough at the time and they was the only thing moving at the time from the borough, I think that's why like it resonated with so much with everybody. I think that's why everybody's looking forward to them coming back. Because they was like outside of I can't really think of many like many artists that was really that still had that Brooklyn sound. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I feel like Jay Critch had it at one point, and then he signed he signed the homeboy from from the Rich the Kid. He signed the he signed the Rich the Kid, and they started signing more like Rich the Kid than anything else. But like, there, there's not many. I guess you could I guess you could count what's her name, Young Ma, not Young Ma, Young May. Young May, but Young May don't really rap like that anymore. You know, you don't really hear many Young May records like that anymore. Yeah, yeah, Young May. You know what's crazy though? She just dropped a single. I think it's called Big, which is tough. But oh, I ain't even she don't that. um she don't put out projects or albums, and I don't understand that because her singles be slapping. Like if you go on YouTube, like her singles get a good million views. Like people be tuned into. I don't know. I don't even know. I honestly, off the top of my head, I don't even know who she signed to. But I don't understand why nobody be pushing for her to drop a project, even if it's a. Even if it's uh, like EP, a, right? Yeah, EP or something. Yeah, I'm, I'm really surprised I don't hear. Maybe I don't know. I'm really surprised I don't hear. We don't hear more from Young and Me. Maybe she don't want to rap. Maybe she's just focused on being a personality within the space. I don't know. Cause well, she we should definitely she, start hearing more she, from. She be dropping like freestyles and stuff. Like she got, and they all be tough. To like, t- I about to say to test the water to remind everybody that I can still do this. She she drop a quick free a, a quick freestyle or something. But I don't know. We need a little more from her. Cause. Who else is who else from the, well Pop Smoke now? I don't know how Pop I don't know I don't know how long Pop Smoke. You don't you don't fuck with Pop Smoke? I mean, welcome to the party slap. I ain't I ain't listened to the to his project yet. But you know mm-hmm. how you know how I go with music with me. Like album will come out in March and I may not hear it till October because I just wasn't in the mood for it until October. Yeah, I mean Pop Smoke, I like him. Um I don't think and like he like put it if he if he was to get arrested, right? Let's go off a bit, obviously. Right. Like he was in Bobby and them situation. Niggas won't be raving about him in two years. Like his his career would fade away, even though he got one of the hottest songs probably this summer. But I don't think Pop Smoke gonna last the test of time. Like he he's not. I don't think 
maybe even a year from now, bro, I don't think Pop Smoke gonna be hitting like that. <laughs> I really don't, bro. Niggas' careers be short, bro. And you know what's nah, crazy? It's, it's it's usually the people who got like one of the hottest singles. Nah, like and Fetty Wap, Fetty Wap, but he had 2015 on Smash, and he went in my ear after that. You know what's crazy though? I I never liked Fetty. I remember when he came out, I was never a fan of him. You you you, you kind of could tell that you know shit wasn't gonna be there for too long. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think um, Trap Queen, and he had a song called Jug. Teach me how to jug. Yeah, <laughs> that shit that shit was alright. But um, other than that, I wasn't really that big on Fetty Wild. Nah, Fetty, uh, I ain't gonna say Fetty was nice. He had some records though. Yeah, you know, seventeen. Oh, that's the same trap queen, right? I'm bugging. Yeah. Yeah. I hope he. So what you call it though? He needs. Yeah, a, trap queen. Oh my, my that little my way. Shit my was way. Fine. Yeah, my and way was great. Cool hopped too. on the free on a on a remix. That was hard. That was hard. Yeah, I mean these artists. It's hard to tell. Like now, it'd be hard to tell who gonna really come out and like have longevity. I'm not gonna lie though. I think you really gotta like. It's either like it's either you really gotta be a superstar to have longevity now like you really gotta be like lightning in the bottle like we gotta see you and automatically know you a superstar off right for you to have longevity like Meg Thee Stallion like the baby like Cardi like as soon as they came on the scene everybody knew and recognized a superstar talent and you knew for a fact alright because you recognize a superstar talent they gonna be here for a minute or you gotta be an artist where it's like you just focus on your little your, your little small following just give them yeah. everything that they want and then they'll consistently support you forever and then that's how you that's how you stay on but like for the average artist nowadays it's hard like you really can't like you probably wouldn't even have like a three-year career somebody like a pop smoke probably wouldn't even have like a three-year career it's because it's, it's so much there's so many people with so much content out there yeah that's another thing that's what i was gonna get to next like we right now especially with social media stuff it's new artists come out all the time every three months this is, is a new wave of artists that's coming out that people started to attract to whether is the baby or like a Roddy Rich, and another three months is gonna be somebody else where everybody talking about, mm -hmm. and then three months after that, so you start to certain individuals who either not putting out projects or ain't putting out no fire, you not tuned in to them no more because you got a new favorite artist yeah, you tuned into. That's a fact. But that's then all, I see that's also like a blessing and curse though because then you got some individuals who come out and they put out maybe too much content, and then after a while you be like, I right, I don't want to hear. This nigga again, he dropped a project two months ago. You know what's crazy though? I remember, I remember when Future had his run where he's putting out a mixtape every other month. Mm -hmm. Surprisingly, he was able to oversaturate the market, oversaturate the market, and still, still, and still stay relevant. My bad. Yeah. Like even now, if Future drop a project, we still going to go hear that new Future project. That, that's true. Like what's the shit that the Wizard? We as soon as that shit dropped, everybody was on it. Like no matter what Future put out, we're gonna listen to this shit. And he was the, he's probably one of the very few artists. Who could oversaturate the market and still get buzz and still get the um get his fan base excited every time he drop? That's rare though. Like, that's rare. Either little baby kind of did that last year too. Little baby had a lot of he put two projects out last year. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 very few. Um, but he he another one of those niche artists where it's like yo he got his fan base already set in stone. Like if you if you if you ride with baby you ride with baby and you don't and that's and that's that. Yeah. I ain't go for you know another um another project I fucked with recently too two projects. I don't know how you feel about Gold Link. Um, but I didn't bump that project. I know what you're talking slap. about. That Dysphoria shit. That's just like yeah. That's just like touch that when you get a chance. And the Freddie Gibbs project, I just listened to it like last week because I was in the mood for it. Yo, word the mother, I don't know a Freddie Gibbs song. Me I know neither. who he is though. Me neither, but that's some. He got some records on here that slap. I can't lie. Word. And I figured out the new thing on Apple Music where you, well, it's not new, but I figured out how to like add a project without downloading it. So you know yeah, you got yeah. the cloud just there flowing yeah, type yeah. shit. I didn't know you could do that. Like I would always add it and it would just download, take a space on my phone. So now I just do this little cloud shit and then knock that way I could figure out right, if I'm 
if, like, if you're going to keep it or not. Right, right. Beforehand, it was either I keep it or I don't. Now I could kind of dance around and say, I want these tracks. I want those. But it's Freddie Gibbs' project. He got a couple of, couple of records on here that slap, that freestyle shit. The Pond, the Palm Olive. I think I'm saying that right. And of course, the record with Black Thought slap. Even though you don't like you don't like education. Ironically, it's called education. Where? Yeah, ironically, nah, it's called education. You don't like you don't like the educational you know educational lyrics that Black Thought be spitting. So you a little nah. Biased. You know what's crazy though? I was um he was featured on um Benny the Butcher project. Um, I'm yeah, that big, little EP was fire too. Yeah, 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 I'm a big Benny the Butcher yeah, fan. I remember the day I, I remember the day I bumped that on my way to work. I was feeling gritty on the way to work though. And um he actually had a good ass. He had a he had a he had a great verse on there. Black thought can spit, but you gotta be in a black thought mood. Like I don't. Yeah, but you never been in a black thought mood though. Yeah, it's very rare. <laughs> very rare. I'm in a black thought mood. Nah, black thought night. I think black thought a little better than Jada. If you ask me. I see. That's, I don't. I I can't even argue that because I'm gonna be honest. With you, I don't know much black thought songs. Get but on I know, it. I know a lot of Jada songs, and I know Jada don't got. We we had this argument. Jada don't really got weak verses. Yeah. Very few. Yeah, he, he he may he may have a verse here and there where he told a couple of half truths, but he don't got no weak verses though. Yeah, I mean he may exaggerate every now and then on, on a verse or two, but he don't got no bad verses. That's a fact. I mean, that 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 that, that you got to charge that to the game though, because all these niggas be either exaggerate, mm-hmm. you know. The nigga the nigga um Rick Ross said he know Noriega, the real Noriega. He owe me a hundred favors. Yo, you know what's crazy about that? I didn't <laughs> thought he was telling the truth. <laughs> Yo, I dead thought he was telling the truth. You know what's crazy? Um, I actually learned this from the um, Glasses Malone interview. Um, If you listen to um, his Rich Forever mixtape, it's a Bank America teller saying like there's like 40 million in the bank account. (laughs) And I didn't realize how much of exaggeration that was until a nigga pointed it out. Like, oh, shit. Nah, because you're really not supposed to have more than 250 in that. Yeah. It's funny, it's not even on a Rich Forever, it was on, on another project too he did that. I think it was um, God Forgives I Don't. One of them other projects where he did something similar to that. And it was a crazy amount. But I overlooked it thinking like he got that, but then I thought about it like years later, like, yo, why would, how would Ross have that and Hove not or some shit like that? I don't know. I'm just saying here trying to scroll through my through my album music to see what albums I missed that, I'm, that I may not be jacking this shit, and it's just not many. The Father of Four came out this year, right? Yeah, two chains and but two chains shit came out. I'm gonna keep stack. Came I don't touch any either either those projects anymore. Yeah, like that's another thing. A lot of these albums just be good for like for the week or for the or for the two weeks. Yeah, that it come out, especially because for the most part, every Friday a new project comes out. For the most part, at the same, I'm not gonna knock them. No, I'm not gonna say that these projects are weak. I'm not gonna say that they don't slap because I'm not gonna say that they slap for the two weeks. I just don't like them. Cause there may be somebody who does not touch the Despoir project again, but they constantly touching the Two Chain shit. Yeah. Or they don't touch, um, they don't touch any Benny, any Griselda shit at all, but they constantly touching going back to Stunner for Get Vegas shit or some shit like that. So, I don't know. But for me personally, a lot of it just be too music for me, to, too much music for me to keep up with. And I just be like, yo, listen, if I'm not in the mood for that, I'm not jacking it. And I'm the type of person too. I want to hear music that I already know what it sounds like. I don't, I don't feel like being surprised sometimes. Like if I know this music about to put me in a certain vibe, this is what I'm listening to right now. And that's just how it go for me. So music is OD subjective. That's very true. Because a lot of the shit that you niggas like, I hate. And vice versa. That's a fact. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm one of them niggas who advocate for Benny the Butcher, Conway, and West Side Gun. And some niggas be looking at me like, why you be bumping these niggas? And those <laughs> why you really be buff- bumping them Buffalo niggas? Those really my guys. I really fuck with them nice. I'm, I'm also Benny. I'm also on the Benny the Butcher bandwagon than anything else, though. But 
It is what it is. No, let's talk. Let's let's get to um. Let's get to Hove. I know a lot of Hove been in the media a lot. Hove been in the media a lot. I, I, I'm really intrigued on um your opinion on this because you's a you's a calculated nigga. Like you're not going <laughs> <laughs> you're not going jump jump the fence and just say some shit like most of these motherfuckers. They because I'm gonna tell you what happened with this Hove shit. What happened? I, I seen it with my own eyes. Right, right. What happened was. You go on Facebook, Jay Z's trending, right? Right. And first thing it says is he partnership with the NFL. I'm uh-huh. gonna be honest, I didn't read the article. First thing that caught my mind, partnership with NFL, and everybody, specifically black people, minority, kind of got like a sour feeling when it comes to the NFL. A sour the whole, taste in their mouth. When it comes to the whole um, Colin Kaepernick social injustice that took place. Mm-hmm. So when people found out that Jay Z, who black people idolize Jay Z, no <laughs> no question about That's it. That's a fact. So M- when MB. people found out Jay Z partnership with the NFL. I guess people want to look at as opponents for some strange reasons, mm-hmm. um, which I, I kind of get, but you know, it's, it's iffy because at the end of the day, Jay Z, for instance, right? Mm-hmm. Can't, why, why was people so upset at him partnering with the NFL? Like, not knowing what his, what his intentions was. Right. Because the first thing I thought of when Jay Z partnered with the NFL was that. He gonna try to make some type of change, mm-hmm. which for some reason it seemed like everybody else didn't think that. They just thought he, <laughs> they just thought he was teaming up with niggas because for a check, which I thought was the complete opposite. But you know, well, according to what according to what I read, I, I read a couple of articles on the route. Um, I saw the little clips of the press conference from um, NFL, the NFL NFL Network. That's the name of the NFL web um, channel. And what I gathered was that he's gonna be majority owner of one of the NFL franchises, right? So a lot of people were mad. They saying like, "Yo, for me, he was just talking up and, and and supporting Colin Kaepernick when he was kneeling, and all of a sudden he jacking and he." But I ain't go first to say he was gonna partner with the NFL. Him and Rock, Rock Nation and NFL was gonna have a partnership, and then it's, then the news came out that he's gonna actually be an owner. And I think when the news came out that he's gonna be an owner, that's when everybody got tight. But my thing is this: this is how I see it, right? Everybody's saying like, "Yo." It's a slap in the face. You was standing with Cap. You was kneeling with Cap. You was standing up for Cap. And all of a sudden, you want to partner with them. And, yo, you shucking the job. And then he cool. And he this and that. He just want, he just worried about his pockets. He just wants his own bread. My thing is this, right? For years and years and years, we complained at the fact that the NFL was run by a bunch of racist old white men. Mm-hmm. What does that tell you? That tells me, at least, that we need to get some black owners in there. Correct. Right. That tells me that if somebody were to step up to the plate and become a black owner, everybody would be happy because it's like, yo, we finally got some representation mm-hmm. on the biggest board in the NFL. So I'm just a little bit confused as to why a black a man finally steps up to be the first black majority owner in the NFL. And now the entire narrative switched from Jay-Z is this the godfather of social injustice. He helped me get out of jail. He he made the documentary for Khalif Browder. He um he created the trust fund for Sean Bell's kid. All the narrative of Jay Z being his great godfather of social justice, social injustice behind closed doors, that whole narrative shift. And everybody's now calling him a coon and this and that for being a majority owner in a white man's game. And I'm just confused. I'm like, yo, what is it? Do y'all, what do y'all want? Yeah. At this point, it's like, what do you want? Son, can't, we, according, he broke it down himself in a press conference. He said, listen, I understand, same question you said he danced around, the, uh, the, um, would you kneel or would you stand question? Yeah. Right. He was like, yo, listen, we passed the kneeling. We know why Cap kneel. Everybody understands why Cap kneel. The next step 
is to take action. That's the problem, son. And we had the last time we spoke in the pod, we had this conversation. Everybody just want to go around putting up signs and protesting all day. Nobody want to actually do something. Yeah, we did have that. So the moment somebody actually takes action to do something, he's being vilified for that. Yeah, that's corny to me. If you ask me, that's corny. I just feel like, I, I, yo, I feel like it's really easy for everybody to just oh, shout out the tropical question on, on MTV. MTV old school shit is fire. That's right about my hood too. That's all in there. Nah, real talk. My bad. I ain't even going to tangent like that. But yeah, everybody just wants to find a person to to to, to bash and, and and shun. I just feel like it, it makes people feel better about themselves because mm-hmm. you're not really doing much in your own life. And if you ask me, Jay Z is literally betting half of his net worth on what he believes. In order to be an NFL owner, yes, granted, of course, he's going to be is his investment is going to do ten, it's going to do numbers in the future. Of course, that investment is going to flip quadruple three, four, five, six, twenty times. We know that. But still, right now, in 2019, as it stands, he has to put up half of his money to to own a franchise. He's literally putting half of half of his fortune, where he's putting half of his money where his mouth is. Mm-hmm. Put up half his fortune for what he believes in. Everybody finds an issue with that. That's weird to me. Yeah, I think people just be looking for reasons to um, attack a motherfucker. Bro, nobody had nothing to do, bro. Nobody's doing anything right now. Yo, but see, that was the thing. Like, it's like. Specifically, like, black people, right? The way that we claimed that we was going to protest was what? Not watching football. <laughs> like, you got to really sit and think. Like, what, like really, like... Well, what if we start watching? What's really going to happen? Yeah, what the, the fuck NFL? is that going to do? And, it's, like, typically speaking, all the black... All the people who do watch basketball, football, especially um, black people, at the end of the day, they was tuned in to football. Like... They was watching. It was a very few people. All, who the, all the real fans are still watching. Yeah. Everybody that's saying they wasn't going to watch probably wasn't really going to watch. Exactly. Regardless. All the people who said they weren't <laughs> going to watch football was Don't people who football. didn't watch football. And I had to think about it like this, right? And we're going to use me and you, for instance. Right. We both love basketball. Let's take somebody like Kimber Walker. Right. <laughs> Let's say Kimber Walker got, has, a, has a social injustice with the NBA. Oh, and all of a sudden, he doesn't want to play no more. There's a few black people who there's a few people in general who's not big on NBA is gonna say, Oh, I'm not gonna watch I'm gonna stop watching NBA. NBA. Anymore. Well nigga, you only watch ten games a year, so we don't <laughs> Where care. Well you're a casual fan regardless. Exactly. Like so, if I said, yo, I'm not gonna watch the NFL last season, everybody like so what? Exactly. I probably was gonna watch two games regardless. Exactly. And it's funny because it's funny how Super Bowl came around, everybody still had a Super Bowl party. But okay. Yeah, shit is shit is a joke. I'm not mad at Jay Z. No, I'm not mad at Jay Z. And Jay-Z. I feel like and I feel like we also have to wait and see what he's about to do. Yeah, I feel like first of all, coming in, I feel like he had a obviously he had a plan. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Jay-Z's the type of individual that he knew coming in that it was gonna have a, a outblast, whether it was gonna be negative or positive. He mm-hmm. knew people was gonna be saying something. There's no way he didn't know this was gonna be. Nah, he, knew that fact. he factored all of this in. Exactly. So I don't think had he he would have put himself in a position where he his reputation would have been screwed over and things of that nature like he knew what he was doing before he did it bro this mad if you go online right now there's mad think pieces right now bashing jay-z open letters to jay-z talking about how you only care about money you only care about this and that and i really want to know like i really want to understand like i really want to understand the core of everybody's ideology like everybody is saying oh this is how they stay oppressed because you know you bring the black man in and he's going to be like the token black guy of the nfl and he's going to just be like the face of everything and nothing's really going to change but it's like yo how do y'all really expect the NFL owners to change if we don't have a voice on that board? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what's crazy? The craziest part about it, too, is f- let's fast forward 15 years. Let's say that 15 years from now, there are 15 new majority black owners in the NFL. All of a sudden, 
Jay-Z's, Jay-Z's bold highlighted. Move, right. Jay-Z's mm-hmm. bold move of being the first one is good. All of a sudden, that's going to be highlighted. All of a sudden, all of the backlash is going to be forgotten because he was the first to do it. So I guess my main thing in this whole situation is how are we going to complain about the, the circumstances of a situation and the moment somebody pulls up to change those circumstances, we mad. Yeah. Like, that just that just doesn't make any sense to me at all. And it's like, to everybody that's saying, yo, he's still with Cap, how can you do this? It's like, yo, we understand why he did that. We understand why Cap was doing that. Cap settled his grievances with the NFL. Whether or not there was a transaction involved in that, to this day, we don't know. But Cap settled his grievances with the NFL. All right, now that that whole kneeling situation and Cap's grievances with the NFL are settled, now that that's done, that's behind us, that's the past. The next step, like Hove said, is to make change. And in Hove's eyes, part of that change is, yo, if I'm an owner of one of these NFL franchises, I can use my voice to make change. The, all anybody can see is the fact that he's going to get paid from this. Yeah. That's the only thing everybody so can then, see. So then people forced to assume that, oh, he did it for he a check. money. <laughs> right. And I'm just like, yo, in order to be an NFL majority owner, you have to pay. You have to put up money. Yeah. It just so happens that that money's going to flip. <laughs> That's how business works. Like, I don't like, it's like people don't realize we live in a capitalistic world or society here in America. Like, people don't realize that, yo, the majority of the decisions that are made in this country, the majority of things that are done, Money is attached to it, mm-hmm. like that's just that just comes with the package. And in a in a in a in a rich white man's game, a big part of that game is putting your money where your mouth is, and that's what Hope had to do. So for everybody, like for people to come out and bash him, instead of, I I think it would make it would make more sense if I read more articles that said, let's hold Hove accountable and see to it that he does what he says he's gonna do, or let's see how. We can get other black millionaires and billionaires to support Hove and do a whole and hold him accountable. X Y Z. Nobody's even giving him the chance to try to to see what he could do once the season starts. To see what he want, what to, what he could do once he get. Everybody's just constantly bashing him and just calling him crazy names. And I'm just like, yo, what do we really want? Yeah. Like, what is it that we really want? If we're gonna bash somebody for trying to be the first black man to do something, what is it that we really want? And it's mad, it's funny because I heard somebody the other week. I was talking to somebody couple weeks ago and they was telling me that they don't want like they don't like the idea of being like the first black like they don't want to be a token person like like why like, i don't want to have to be the first to do it and i'm just like yo you gonna like we gonna sit here and complain about all the injustices in the world but the moment somebody presents you with the opportunity to be the first to make change you don't want to do it because you don't like the way that it looks or the way it sounds and it's just like yo at the end of the day we gotta we gotta just sit back and see what he does with this that's weird though. Would one you want to be the first, or you, or they saying maybe they don't want that type of responsibility? Nah, because people, a lot of people, I ain't go front, bro. It's crazy to sound. A lot of people just, and I don't. A lot of people expect the world to just. A lot of people just say like, "Yo, it shouldn't be like this. It should just be that." And yeah. I understand now. I feel like yeah, the world should be equal for everybody. The world should be an equal place. The world should be completely fair. But it's not like that. So instead of you sitting around all day complaining about how the world should be, figure out how to work with the world the way it is now. Yeah. And yet, the odds, the the, the um. The odds are stacked against us, but we here, right? We still, uh, no matter all, all the odds that are stacked against us in, the, in in history, throughout slavery, throughout redlining, throughout civil rights, all of Jim Crow, all of the odds stacked against us, and we still here making progress. So you about to sit around and complain? You about to sit around and 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 feel oppressed despite all the progress that we continuously made, despite what's been thrown at us? Like I don't understand how people don't find strength in those things. I don't know. I, I just look at it a little differently. That's just me though. I think all in all, everybody dumb though. All in all, people what? People dumb, bro. Everybody, people, people just dumb, bro. I just feel like nobody really knows what they want, and because nobody really knows what they want, we constantly just find new scapegoats every day to shout at and to complain at, and that's what Jay Z's experiencing right now. If you ask me, 
Yeah. I just think it's whack because that's crazy because I didn't, I didn't even know what was going on. All I see was Jay-Z partnership with the NFL and literally it was all negative comments from people who don't watch football. Who either don't watch football <laughs> or don't or, or they didn't plan on helping this in, in, in any type of way place, anyway. Right. So it's like why? You know, we just be too quick to jump to conclusion. But that's um that's life for you, I guess, at this point. You kinda gotta get used to it. Oh, but I did I did read something that says that he's gonna be I ain't go far, I was a little iffy about this part. It said that he's gonna be um like their their halftime music show strategist or something like that. Some place like that. So somebody, I read an article where somebody was just like, the only people who are going to benefit from this are the people around Jay-Z and his circle and all his friends that get to perform at the halftime show. And I'm just like, here we go. But look, though, think about, now that I think about it, though, even if, right, even if one of the things that he's going to do is be the halftime music show strategist, you're going to knock and forget more black artists to on the halftime show. Exactly. You feel me? Like, that's exactly maybe stuff what, like that. It's that's like, exactly what he would have done. Right. That's exactly what he's more than likely going to do. If I'm going to be a halftime show strategist, but I'm going to be the music strategist of this, of this league, I'm getting more black voices on stage. I'm getting more black voices in these at these events at NFL Stadium. Yo, two years ago or last year, Pope Puff said he's about to be the um, the owner of the Carolina Panthers, and nobody complained. Was that that was before that was that was during that the, was um, during the cap situation? Oh, remember he said, "Yo, I'm about to go buy the Panthers, and I'm gonna give Cap a job," and nobody complained. I ain't go front though. Somebody did bring him. Somebody, I think somebody. I don't know if it was at the press conference or if I read this somewhere, but somebody asked him if, like, if either if somebody asked him about Cap not having a job, and he was like, yo, this had nothing, like, this whole protest had nothing to do with Cap having a job. Like, Cap's whole protest, his whole purchase, his whole, his whole purpose was police brutality and social injustice. Like, it, he wasn't protesting to get a job. He was protesting to raise awareness about those things. So, with that being said, I think it's here to say don't expect Jay-Z to give Cap a starting quarterback job. <laughs> You know, so if, crazy, y'all, like, if y'all expecting that, yeah, get that get that thought out your head from that. I don't even feel like I don't even feel like Cap had an issue with um, the whole Jay Z thing. Like, I don't think he seen that and was like, "What is the, the fuck is this nigga doing?" Like, I I, I feel like he was he genuinely probably felt like he knew this man had something up his sleeve too. For us to know, well, from what we know of Jay Z and his duties when it came to social injustice, I think we should be forced to think that. He had something positive in mind when he decided to do this deal. Like, I feel like you had to think that it was going to benefit us in some way, sooner or later. Maybe not right away, but maybe he had some type of intent. You know what it is, too? And this is why I think people dumb. Calling how I see it. I think deep down inside, a lot of people seeing the fact that he's about to be a part owner. And they're also, they're also saying, yo, where is the money in it for us? Like, nah, from most people's perspective, they're like, yo, he's about to get a bag for himself. Like, all they could think about is the money. And I'm just like, yo, we are not in a position to put a $500 million for an NFL team. That's why, we're, that's why we're looking at it. That's why you feel as though he's just doing it for himself. Mm-hmm. Because you're not in a position to do that. Because if you was in a position to do that for yourself, you're doing it. I think anybody would do that if it was in his shoes. If if the NFL came to you and said, all right, ho, you feel me? We hear what you're saying. Come on the ownership board. Be the majority owner of a team. Somebody told you that, Dread, you doing that. Yeah, I am. You're not thinking twice about it either. Nah, I'm not. And I'm deep down inside, I think half the people who are writing open letters to Jay-Z, half the people who are writing all these think pieces about Jay-Z, they would do the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. But it's the fact that you can't do it, and the fact that you don't see the direct, how, how it directly impacts your life, now you feel away. Now you tight. And I think people got to be able to just look at situations and take themselves out of it and just accept it for what it is. Like, 
everything does not have to benefit you so directly benefit you in some way shape or form you don't have to see the the um the positive implications of things right away and, and, and that's another thing too we may not see the positive implications of home being an nfl owner right away it may take a couple of years for him to get his feet wet. It may take a couple of years, couple more years for him to get more black owners on the board and really shake and move things. Mm-hmm. But that's another thing too. People are gonna expect him to make change right away from day one. Yo, people are gonna expect him to make change from season one, and it's not gonna happen that way because that's not how life works. Things don't happen overnight. Anything worth happening is not gonna happen overnight. So I'm I'm just a little annoyed, man, because I genuinely feel like people just don't know us as a community. We really don't know what we want. And every day we'll find a new scape. And because we don't know what we want, every day we'll find a new scape. Because every day we'll find a new person to just, I'm over here signing all these Jamaican same persons and shit. But every day we find a new people to um to black on and, and be angry with. That shit is corny, son. That shit is OD corny. Totally agree with you on that. Which team you think he about to own, though? Um, <laughs> it's not, I'm, you know what's crazy? <laughs> when I seen that, um, it, um, that they were speaking on him being a team. Oh, not New York team did not come in mind. Yo, I, I low key feel like it's not a New York team either. Yeah. Um. Damn. Like I'm. 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 I'm I don't. I have like, and it's funny because I haven't seen. I thought I would see more pieces about that. I thought I would see more work about like speculations of which which, of team? which team it would be, but nah. Yeah. I, and honestly, I feel like I can't even give a um a valid opinion because I don't even. Like, I don't know the backgrounds of each team in the NFL. There's only a select few teams that I really pay attention to. Exactly. And last season is when I really started watching NFL again. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I can't even give a prediction on which team. Might, it might be. It might be what if it's a what if it's <laughs> what if it's an OD miscellaneous team in a miscellaneous ass market? You think the NFL playing with him at that point? You think the NFL claiming him? You said playing with him. At oh, that playing with him. Yeah. I didn't even forgot what teams in the NFL. Let me scroll down the NFL franchise list. Um, well, first of all, I don't think. I think I feel like he would. I feel like he's able to get. He's he's able to select a good team. I don't think he's. It would be like some little petty team that no, nobody give a fuck about. All right, what if what if it's the Bills? Oh nah, that's bad. <laughs> that's bad. It's New York though. That that's bad, and they just got a bad. Um, All right, what if it's the Detroit Lions? Yeah, nobody wants to go to Detroit. They doing bad, and they don't even got you know. Michigan, nah, fuck is in Michigan. <laughs> what if they give them the Cincinnati Bengals? Where's Cincinnati? I forgot where Cincinnati is. Cincinnati in Ohio. It's Ohio. Yeah. Cincinnati ain't nothing in Ohio right now. I'm thinking ain't ain't nothing in Ohio though. Yeah. Braun left. Cleveland. The nah, Brown, you know the Browns the Browns, right now. Yeah, Brown. I have no idea what team it could be or what team it should be. And this is part. This will be a part ownership, right? He'd be majority owner. So majority like, owner. Yeah, so probably he probably own at least for he fifty one percent around yeah. there. And that yo, my thing, yo, I don't understand how people don't see that as a good thing. Like that's something to celebrate. We have a black majority owner in the NFL. Is that not what people wanted, bro? Like we, yo, we complain every single every other season. We complain about the NFL being an old boys club of just racist old white men. Would you not want a black man to be on the board with the rest of the owners to speak up on your behalf? I don't know, bro. Shit is weird to me. The goalpost, the goal line is always moving, son. It's, and it's funny because if you talk to anybody from like the civil rights ever, they'll tell you that the people ain't even like Martin Luther King. <laughs> they was against Martin Luther King. It was against Martin Luther King, bro. The people ain't even like Martin Luther King. They thought he was a coon, too. 
and now and now he got a whole day and we celebrate him so i mean this may be one of those things where it's like yo he got to be the first person and being that he's the first person he got to get stoned for being the first person and then he's going to open the floodgates to get to let more black um ownership in and then once that happens everybody forget that he was stoned at first for, for, for being the first black owner yeah. but i they do pray, think they, they praise you though when shit start getting bro, when good get pta praise you but i do think it's corny as hell for everybody to write up a whole bunch of negative think pieces mm-hmm. against him and i just i just really don't see how you can't look past the fact that he supported cap i i don't see how you how this to you and, and i don't see how people don't see this as the next step is what i'm saying like he supported Cap. He was with Cap. He agrees, of course, that there's a there's a clear injustice in this country. He believes, of, of course, that there should be no such thing as police brutality. And in his mind, the conscious next step is to take action. And that's the problem. Nobody ever wants to take action, bro. Everybody would just everybody would sit home all day and listen to all these crazy ass um, social media influences spew the shit that they spew. Get high off that. They'll go home read a couple of self help books. Get high off that. You you you'll go up the block, listen to him, listen to a nigga from the corner that's talking that self help shit. Get off high off that, and nobody will ever take action, and everybody just confused as to why their life not changing. Nobody ever wants to take action, and that's the problem. The moment you take action, you get shunned for taking action. Yeah, I just think a lot of people you know what it is though. I feel like a lot of people are scared of like that responsibility, or they scared of like you said for instance. Being a person that's getting stoned, I think Hov, Hov, you think Hov give a fuck about getting stoned? <laughs> Two tears in a bucket, yo. Yeah, I don't think he give a damn. You got a family now. Yeah, you know, some people Right just after that press conference, he went home to his family. Yeah, some people just don't want to be in, um, you know, be in certain positions. Cer- certain people can't handle it, though. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. A lot of people can't handle it. You got to also understand, like, in Jay-Z, like we said earlier, like, a lot of you... Uh, First of all, a lot of you motherfuckers ain't got the bread to do what Jay Z did. That's a so. That's <laughs> a leave, fact. Leave that for him and the people who could, who, who those could who, who it. able to do that. That's a fact. And don't get me wrong, there's a whole bunch of black millionaires and billionaires that we dead don't know about. That's not nah, that's a fact. World. That's not. So who's to say that they're not hitting his phone now? Like, yo, bro, what can we do to get to to, to be the next ones? We don't know, son. We dead don't know. I I do find it very interesting that nobody complained that Puff was about to be our owner last year or the year before that. Though that's crazy to me. Yeah, that's a fact. And it's, 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 it's literally a whole bunch of black millionaires and billionaires that niggas don't know nothing about. Nothing but about. if it's a, if you do got anything to do with sports and media, I bet you a motherfucker black nigga know him. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. That's a fact. But I mean, I guess we'll have to just wait to see what, what it's here for. But I'm curious to find out more about um, about how Hove plans on changing things from the, house, from the inside out. So we're going to have to wait to see. Back from a brief commercial break, allow when the King of the Podcast. Let's end it out with a um, little USA basketball banter and NBA banter. Um, as most of you may know, the FIBA World Championship starts on August 31st, and USA, of course, will be represented there. Mm-hmm. But like we were just saying, looking over the rosters, yeah, roster ain't too impressive. Yeah, so um, disgusting roster. Um, ain't no real household names. Like, ain't nobody really that, like, stand out that niggas is going to go crazy to go see. Like, yeah, I mean, Kemba Walker's on there, but, like, people not – there's not really many people who got Kemba Walker as their favorite player. <laughs> like, Kemba Walker's a great player, though. Nah, there's I'm, mad kids in Charlotte who like Kemba. Ah, yeah, maybe Charlotte. You know, he played there. 
<laughs> but I mean, like, worldwide, like, people ain't going crazy over Kemba. Like, we like him as a player. We definitely it's give him much respect. But he's not, like, he's not this guy who everybody's going to go crazy for. Like, you're not spending $100 tickets to go see. I mean, no, no, if, you, if you're a Chinese man, you're going to see you say, the, you say ball, period. But now, yeah, that's true because the, of the talent here. Right. The, real, the, over the there. real question is whether or not USA will be able to compete with the rest of the teams this year, being that the roster is constructed the way it is. Matter of fact, I'm just run through the roster real quick. So we got for the guards, we got Kemba Walker, Donovan Mitchell, Kyle Lowry, Marcus Smart, and De'Aaron Fox. For the for the forwards, we got Chris Middleton, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, your boy Harrison Barnes. Who? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what team Harrison Barnes played for now? The Kings? explain that. Kings, I believe. Play for the Kings now? He don't even get burned on the Kings like that. Or even if he does get burned, he don't do much on the Kings. You know what's crazy? You remember when Harrison Barnes was coming out of high school? Yo, he was was real. He was a top 10 prospect coming out of high school. I remember that. Bro, top five. I remember you put, remember in eighth grade, you put me onto the video where it was like, yo, top 10 high school prospects. (laughs) It was Kyrie Irving was in the video. Kemba Walker, not Kemba. No, Kemba was in the video. Kemba graduated the same year as them, I think. Kemba, um, Kyrie. Oh, Kemba was, yeah, Kemba was in the video. Kemba was in the video. Kyrie was in the video. Harrison Barnes in the video. Some kid named Perry Ellis. You remember, um, it was a cat named Lee Bryant Nash. Yo, LeBryant Nash. Yo, I thought bro. he was going to be nice because he had all of those names in his name. Bro. That's why I thought he was going to be nice, though. That I thought that nigga to me was going to be, I thought he was the next big thing, bro. Me too. I think he went to, I don't even want to. Texas wanna, or, or yeah. Oklahoma. I was going to say OSU. I think yeah, he was. Marcus Smart, right? Yeah. I was surprised that Marcus Smart ended up being the better player. I'm not going to lie. Cause him and I think him and Marcus Smart went to the same college, OSU, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, man. And so, and you finished naming. Oh yeah. And so after Harrison Barnes, uh, Thaddeus Young, Kyle Kuzma, Kyle, Kyle, Kyle put up. He put up numbers. I'm not mad at that. I like Kyle. The bigs a little sus though. Mason Plumley, Bam Adebayo, Brooke Lopez, Miles Turner, PJ Tucker. Yeah, nah. That's a, that's a weird group. That's a weird group because that's a that's a horrible fucking roster. None of, none of them is gonna be able to give you twelve twelve. 12 points, not even buckets, 12 points. Out of all those bigs, who's giving you 12 points? Brooke might be able to hit 4-3. Nah, he could. Yeah, yeah I was going to say. Because the feeble Brooke, line is a little Brooke, closer. Brooke, Brooke, Brooke is the, probably the best big man that you named. Like, I'm not. Bam. Bam. I don't know if Bam got enough credential to be in there. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I, don't, I think Bam one of those dudes who, like, I could see him growing to be a good player in the league. I'm talking about as of right now. Oh, I'm bugging. Miles Turner is actually really good though. Now Miles Turner could hoop. Miles Turner could hoop. But I'm just thinking about like there's no there's no. Who's the best big man out of all out of all five of those guys? Mason Plumlee, Bam Adebayo, Brook Lopez, Miles Turner, PJ Tucker. Miles Turner. Is that Miles Turner? Who you gonna say, Brook? It's between Miles and Bam. I, I, I'll give the edge to Bam to Miles. I give the edge to Miles. Yeah, I don't think Bam fucking with Miles. Miles, I think, I think was a candidate for most improved last season. Bam, not too far off though. Bam does what he got to do. Then again, I don't watch too much Heat games. Me either. And that's why I'm not saying too much about Bam. But the few Heat games, heat games that I did watch last season, he could. He not, like, like I said, like he's, he's not a solid big. Yeah, man. he's not a bum. I feel I, like I feel like Miles is Miles Turner is more skilled. Like he's a better scorer than him. Yeah. And I would Brook. I, I would give a defensive edge to Miles Turner too. Brook Lopez just a shooter now. Yeah. Six eleven shooter. So like now you think about when they got to play guys when they got to play Greece for example who got Giannis, Giannis on their team, or when they got to play Spain who got Marcus Hall on their team. No, but that's what they played yesterday. They played Spain yesterday. Yeah, I, they I missed won, that. They won they by won? nine, I want to say. Mm. And Marcus Hall, he was the leading scorer on that team, if I'm not mistaken. Him and Rubio. Oh, I forgot Ricky Rubio, Spanish. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, like 
Them, like I'm not dying to see a USA game this year. Like if I miss if if I miss it and just catch the holidays, I'll be fine. I'll that. be fine with that too. But I, I think that I still think that it's something. I I think I don't know if it's a different era now in the sense that all these players, you know, they own, they have their own respective brands that they have to uphold and maintain, and they don't want to risk getting injured out there. But I still think that playing USA ball helps your season. Like think back to um think back to th- 2010, right when Kevin Durant had the crazy FIBA World Run. Came back the next season, 2010-11 season, wild out. That's what that was like his first like welcome to the league type season where it's like yo this kid hit it. I think that was a year that he averaged 30 a game if I'm not mistaken. 2011 season we could we could double check that. That same season when Derrick Rose played USA ball, he came back the next season won MVP. Yeah. So I feel like when guys go to you and when shit 2000 2008 when Melo and Braun and all of them went to USA Bowl, went to play USA Bowl for that first time for real for real they came back and they all had crazy seasons in the old nine season Melo went to the conference finals that year Braun won MVP D Wade could have won MVP that year too he had a crazy year that year I feel like playing USA Bowl helps your season like I feel like it helps your case to have a better season like having those reps earlier in the year yeah. it gets you going when the season starts and like you peak just at the right time around that March time so, yeah. Thing is, though, with this specific roster, like, who is this really benefiting? Like you said, you named the help D. Rose and KD and all those individuals. You ask me, I think it has a – it'll affect um, Donovan Mitchell a great way. Um, same with um, Jason Tatum, but really maybe Kyle Kuzma. But I don't know. You're teaming with LeBron, so that's a little iffy. But <laughs> now, Kyle the rest of those dudes – like, Kemba Walker is Kemba Walker. I don't see Kemba Walker – Going out to be this tremendous star now at this point. Here's, here's my rebuttal to that. So with Kyle Kuzma, this this experience would definitely teach Kyle Kuzma how to be a hell of a role player for a fact. Agree. Agree. Yeah. Boom. yeah. Donovan Mitchell, right? There have already been reports that Donovan Mitchell is looking like one of the better players or one of the best players on this USA team just from all the journalists that have been, the, been at the event. They say he got faster and stronger this year so far. So that's going to help his confidence grow exponentially going into next year now that he has a better roster around him and now that he doesn't have to do as much work. Mm-hmm. That's that's my thought on that. Now, specifically when it comes to Kemba, when it comes to Kemba, the case for Kemba Walker is this. There's four Celtics on that roster. Kemba yeah. Walker, Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, and Jalen Brown. Those four guys will be able to develop some type of chemistry, chemistry with each other playing, well, exactly, playing the USA basketball beforehand. Mm-hmm. Not only would they be able to develop some type of chemistry, but Jason Tatum, who had a, a, a okay – Nah, he took a step back last season. Jason Tatum, who didn't have as good a sophomore season as he had a rookie season, this USA basketball experience could help him have a better and a hell of a season going into this year. Not to mention, he already is going into the season developing chemistry with three of his other teammates. So I do think that Boston Celtics, out of any team, will benefit the most out of this. Um, will have advantage. Yeah, about, yeah out of this, uh, this USA basketball experience because they got four guys on the roster. But I, other players I think that's going to really help, I think it's going to help Donovan, not Donovan. My son De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, De'Aaron Fox, he had a crazy season last year. He had a crazy season last year. And I think De'Aaron, the type of player, he seemed like he's the type of guy to to get better and better every year. That's that's how he strikes me. He's the type of guy that I'm going to add something new to my game every single year. And it's like, from what I've been hearing, what I've been reading about the USA basketball tribe, um, USA basketball practice, I'm hearing that right now he got a hell of a floater. Like, I'm hearing he's mastered that. Like, he's a genius around the room when it comes to floating the ball in the basket. And and load them little runners and shit like that, switching pace to to get to the lane and to knock down the photo over the defender. Yeah, I can't remember off the top of my head, but I know yesterday I believe 
he had like the least minutes played and he didn't he didn't have like a great game and i was wondering i was wondering how the minutes rotation worked because i hope he not one of those dudes every game he get in the least minutes because i feel like he deserve a high quality amount of minutes because i feel like at the end of the day he could produce he could get buckets for you right there's a bunch of things he could do so that's my that was one of my questions like, there's a lot of those dudes in there who get like, like a lot of them dudes aren't aren't that good to me i'll be honest <laughs> with you particularly the bigs though so I'm saying the big suck, bro. The big trash. I can't yeah. lie. The big trash. The big so, suck. And I, Pop is coaching, right? Pop is coaching, and and that's that's another reason why I'm like, yo, this is even more interesting because it's like now no, it's no Coach K. We got Greg Pop playing around with a bunch of like young and upcoming, yeah, like like tier two, tier three, um, NBA players. He got you got you got him rubbing off on them, him and his his ideologies and. The so, tendencies that he develops and his players starting to rub off for him a little bit, a little by little. Is it? Is it? How you feel about like certain dudes not wanting to participate because they fear injuries and whatnot? You think, especially because of Team USA, like track history and it, like you said, helping and benefiting your career. Oh, and it's strange to me because it's like, yo, the league finally switched things around with the whole, um, the low management and like they, the league's starting to come around with that, right? So. They no longer, we no longer have four games in a week. We no longer have many as many back-to-backs as you used to and so on and so forth. So you would think that being that the NBA starts a little earlier, spreads the games out a little more, it raises your chances of not getting injured. And you would think that, I right, being that my chances of playing in my actual um, league, the chances of me getting injured are lowered, that you'd want to go overseas and compete. I think when it comes – that's how that's, – at least that's what you would think. I think when it comes to, like, the superstar players – they're looking at it as yo, this is just FIBA. Yeah, and so I'm, I'm not, not gonna, gonna risk right. It. I'm not gonna risk anything for just FIBA. And also, they're looking at it as I don't got nothing to prove in FIBA. You know what I mean? Like if you like historically, FIBA's always been like reserved for the tier two up and coming stars. So when when James Harden and Damian Lillard and them guys decided they wanted to play, I wasn't really mad at that because I'm like, yo, yeah, I don't have to do FIBA. But I do definitely feel like if you're an up-and-coming star in the league, you should be participating in FIBA. Like, for example, why is Devin Booker not there? I see. I was about to ask you that as the individuals who you think. Because I had three in my head who I feel like should have been there. But before I say this, I don't know if they did work out or did attempt to work out and then got cut or they never – they dubbed it. I don't know. But um, I was wondering why you said Devin Booker. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering also Trey Young and John Collins. Yo, I heard so I heard I heard Trey Young is still like in the tryout stages. Like right, if, one, if one of the guards don't get kept, he 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 can get called up type shit. That's so what I heard. So you got you saying he got cut? No, I'm not saying he got cut, but like he's still like in the he's on a practice squad type shit. All right, come on, now. <laughs> really, Trey Young on a practice squad? You think Trey Young deserve it? Deserves it any more than Kemba, Donovan, Kyle, or Marcus Odier? Marcus, hell yeah. Marcus Smart. Here's the thing, though. Marcus Smart, like that's it's, that's a chemistry it's, it's fit. Defensive yeah, defensive yeah. yeah. So it's like you, you replace yeah. him with Kevin. You replace Donovan with um. You replace Marcus Smart with Trey Young, and then they lost that defensive anchor. That yeah, that, I see that what you're motor for the team. All right. So what about um? Like I don't think you would take Bam over John Collins. You said Plumlee on that team. I wouldn't put. Yeah, I wouldn't take any of the bigs over John Collins though. And then also, I'm, Harrison I'm, Barnes is is a waste of fucking <laughs> space. <laughs> Harrison Barnes. <laughs> Nah, but you got to think about, and it's funny though, because the wings was a little sus. The only wings that curved it was Tobias Harris, Paul Millsap, and J.J. Reddick. Those are the only wings that curved it. Say so the names again? Tobias Harris, Paul Millsap, and J.J. Reddick. Okay. Out of, old, out of those three, I'd probably want Tobias over 
anybody that's there. Not anybody, but like if I had to switch anybody out for somebody, it would be Tobias out of all of them. Definitely taking Harrison out for Tobias, but hey, well, he curved it, so you can't do much. Whereas the bigs, Anthony Davis, Kevin Love, Andre Drummond, Julius Randle, Montrezl—they all curved it, and they all got too much to risk. So yeah, I mean, some more than others, but but I feel like NBA talent is so good, bro, that like. Those top ten niggas don't even have to play. You can have these tier two guys, and we can still go out there. We're not gonna have the, um, you know, like this historical le- legacy, like compared if we had all our great stars playing. But I feel like NBA is so talented that you could put together a bunch of tier two dudes and still and they'll still cook. handle a bunch of dudes overseas. No, I agree with that. I agree with that. I think that um, the only it'd be interesting to see if we go overseas and we can't handle them. So you think they go undefeated? Nah, they're not going. Me, you know it's crazy. I don't see it either. <laughs> they're not going. I'm jacking. They gonna lose a game. They're gonna, they, they gonna lose a couple of games, and even this, a couple of games that they do win are gonna be close games. Yeah, I'm jacking. They gonna win a lot of close games. I don't think, but I ain't going front though. I'm a I'm a ball ahead, so I would de- I would still watch this. It's gonna be in China though, so a lot of games gonna be dumb early. You're probably gonna be on the way to work, but I would I would tune into it. I would tune into this. I don't want to see how these young players is balling. Nah. And back to my son Devin Booker. Why the fuck is Devin Booker not here? Why did he not try out? Yo, Devin Booker is proving to me more and more each season that all he want to do is shoot. Is drop paid, buckets. <laughs> he don't want to win, bro. Devin Booker don't want to win, bro. Nah, you know what's crazy though. I don't. Yo, Devin Booker really official though. <laughs> he dead like, nice. that, that nigga is he scary. Dead nice. He's that's what that's what that's what's crazy to me. He's nice. You know what's crazy though? I was wondering like recently, like. Like Devin Booker dropped seventy, right? Yeah, like two th- two years ago, two Bro, three people years ago. Like, I feel like people don't be talking about son as if he's a nobody, and I don't know, maybe because Phoenix Suns suck, maybe. But I'm like, at the end of the day, if I had to go out there and guard Devin Booker, I'd be like, damn, I'm going to guard Devin Booker tonight. tonight, right? Like that nigga tough. Now you know what it is with Deep Book. I think a lot of people. I think the overall consensus on Deep Book now is that he 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 a, a um a good a big numbers bad team type of guy. Like he give you thirty. He give you twenty five a night, yeah, but his team sucks. Yeah, but he can only do it on this on a, on a bad team. And so, that's you know. I'm kind of almost there. I'm not ready to to rule it out yet because I feel like the Suns organization as a, as just a franchise on a whole, it just they just don't know what they're doing. They they just been building around him incorrectly this whole time. So I'm mm-hmm. not gonna put all the blame on him, but I do feel like an opportunity like FIBA basketball presents itself where you could go and play with the other younger up and coming stars in the league. Where you could go and get a head start for this season. And try to you know improve your improve your game, improve your team's chances of winning next year. And you on Instagram making workout videos, like how did that like as a as the GM and as the coach of your, of your franchise? How do you look at your star player, your you young and upcoming star though? player? I feel like they didn't. I feel like they weren't mad. I feel like I feel like they be the ones more scared when they play, especially good, the best player point. on your team. That's a good point. Go out there and participate because you like damn. I don't want him to hurt himself in any type, form, or fashion. You feel mm-hmm. me? So it's like, I don't think I don't. I honestly don't think they 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 ain't, they ain't care. I'm trying to remember if Conley Towns tried out or not. I don't remember. Wow, I didn't think about that. He's one of those dudes too, though. Like Minnesota office, like you like. I don't know if I want you <laughs> playing in that. I don't know if I want you going on there, big boy. Yeah, so it's big like guy. Yo, I'm still surprised that D'Lo ain't get um didn't get sent to the to the Timberwolves. I want to see that. I'm not gonna lie. You want to see D'Angelo Russell and and Carl Towns? I want to see that. I want to see that. How you how you how you how you like his fit with Golden State? 
Yo, it's gonna be so strange to see that. It is. It's gonna That's be weird. The, out of all the te- out of all the, like acquisitions, that one is like puzzling to me. But I think Steve Kerr is a, is a good coach. I feel like people think he just put together this great team. <laughs> right. I actually feel like he's a good coach you and he's he smart. Doing, right. So I feel like it's gonna work in some way. They're not gonna be a top three seed probably, but they're not gonna be a top yeah, four seed. Yeah, but opinion. they're making the playoffs they're and the playoffs, they're though. gonna be a decent team still. But it, it, it's going to be interesting to see. I can't like picturing that in my head is wild to me. Like, I could picture a lot of these other acquisitions together, but that's a wild team to picture. I I think that um I think that Steve Kerr is a smart enough basketball mind to figure it out. But I also feel like I also feel like they they traded for D'Angelo Russell to flip him. Yeah, I seen reports of that. Because my thing is this: when Clay comes back, right? You could have a lineup where it's Steph, D'Angelo, and Clay, Clay and, and Draymond at the four. And Draymond at the four. I forgot who they five is. I'm not gonna lie, because Jordan Bell's gone. No, um, Looney not gonna be the five. Kevin Looney, I forgot about that. Yeah, Looney. I hate him, but yeah. <laughs> you don't got no reason to hate him, so you just mad you're not in the league. Nah, he's a, he one of them. I hate niggas who like. I feel like he's one of those dudes who like who think he real, but nah, you just on a good team. I hate those type of dudes. So you hate guys who play hard for their good team. Yeah, no, we know what it is. I feel like he think he real. He's not real, bro. So you hate guys who worked hard to get to they to get to where they at. Nah, on yeah. a good team. Nah, it's like it, like and it is that team. Like Golden State is a dynasty team. You feel me? How so could you, all the bums that was, that got rings in there, they be fronting, bro. bro. How could you hate a guy who was on on the finals court playing with a a, a, a dislocated? I just don't. Think, I just don't think he's good. I don't think he's good. Like I right, boom. If Kevon Looney was on any other team, you probably wouldn't know him. I promise you wouldn't. I promise you one. Okay, what's okay? You want to know him? So what? So he's a bum, bro. What? Keep that makes on. you have. Everybody can't be a star. You know that. I know that. I love. I appreciate role plays. I just feel like he he's not good. I feel like you got a personal vendetta against Kevin Looney for whatever reason. Nah, bro. He just <laughs> where he from? I have no idea. He grew up, he grew up over here, New York. Yeah. Oh no no no! I have no York? idea. Nah, nah. Where you know him from? What he do to you? Nah, he's just not good. He's not good. It's a couple. It's a couple niggas in the league who be fronting. <laughs> who, who, who else be fronting? I like. I like. Uh, I, like, I, like this, I like this lane we going down. Um, let me see who else in the league be fronting. You know, you, you know what I think is not good. I, you know, I think we actually had this discussion. I'm not big on him, but a lot of y'all is big on him, and I just realized he's not in the FIBA too. But you probably should have been there. Um, Aaron Gordon. Yeah, I knew he was gonna say Aaron Gordon. I don't like him. Aaron Gordon, I'm, uh, you know, I, I'm biased with Aaron Gordon because I watched Aaron Gordon play when he was. I, I've been watching him since high school days, since Oakland Raiders days, when, 2013, when he was bowling with Dominique Artis and the boys out in Oakland. Not Oakland, Oakland Raiders. Oh yeah, Oakland, that's um, Oakland, um, Oakland Soldiers. I think it was an AAU program for out in Oakland because he's from the he's from the Bay Area. And I remember watching him from those days. Even in those days, he was just a high flying dunking type of guy. But he got a little better. Like he could dribble the ball now. He could shoot now. He could get to the rack. All that funny shit. So I'm like, I'm seeing a development. Mm-hmm. As far as him being a very good or a good or a solid or a great NBA player, maybe not. But me personally, from where he was in high school to now, I'm watching and I'm seeing a development. So I'm biased when it comes to the, the Aaron Gordon slander. But I yeah. do think I do think you got a personal vendetta against Kevin Lodi for whatever reason. I don't know why. Nah, bro. I just don't think that nigga good. <laughs> I really don't. I don't think he that good, but I feel like he think like, like I feel like if I feel like he thinks like he the man like yo I'm nice like he'll be like he'll try to uh, I think he's just proud to wear you know the um the Golden State colors and share their team. If if I won three chips, I would too. Exactly, you, like I said, you just a little bit upset that you ain't win three championships. Nah, 
Ain't nothing, yo, listen, your life's not bad, bro. I feel like you live a pretty good life. Here. <laughs> Real talk. I go front, though. I, I think that, um, I was like, well, who was we talking about prior to Kevin on? And, oh, Andrew Wiggins. Thank you. It was an A. Andrew Wiggins is trash. Hot garbage, but we already knew that. I just had to reiterate that. Andrew Wiggins is trash. I don't know if Andrew Wiggins thinks that he's good. Well, I, don't think, I don't know if he thinks that he's still nice or that he still may have it, but Andrew Wiggins sucks. Yeah, he um, he's a big disappointment, actually. Um, Him not, and Jabari not, disappointed me, actually. They both, they, they both did not play to the standard I thought they were going to play when they got to the league. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Jabari, Jabari's... Andrew Wiggins' case is a lot more, a lot more different. I feel like than Jabari though. So? Maybe because I don't know. Maybe I give Jabari a little lean way because of the injuries. injuries, right? But Andrew, Andrew Wiggins, Wiggins been pretty much healthy compared to what Jabari. Yeah, and, and I feel like when you have a, you had a nigga like Carl Towns next to you, like mm-hmm. y'all both should have been getting. Well, Carl Towns was getting busy, so let me not say both as if he don't be getting busy. But Wiggins should have been getting way more busy. I feel like Wiggins the type of player that don't don't practice. I can see that. I feel like he dead don't. I feel like he one of them guys that he's talented. And he just go out there and he just ball because he know he's talented. And he just doesn't practice. Yeah, I can see that. I could definitely see that. That's right. That shit, that shit annoys me. I do think um, there's somebody else I want to mention. I can't remember right now, though. I can't remember. I, I'm, sure you, I'm sure you heard by now that um, Boogie's done. Yeah. So um, ACL. He's done. I think, yeah. I think his career's over, too. Yeah, I was 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 um I was having that conversation with my father. His career's done. I just feel bad for him more on like a... Mental, mental standpoint, because I know that shit like that gotta fuck with you, especially yeah, like. First of all, last year he signed with Golden State. In his mind, I'm pretty sure he like, yo, I got a ring. Yeah, in his that, mind, he talked the ring up already. Yeah, probably that didn't happen. It didn't happen, and then you sign a. It was a minimum deal he signed right with yeah, um, yeah, with Lakers. Yeah, a little vet man. I think the same five million dollar deal or something like that. And it's like, yo, to go through that, bro, especially in practice, bro. It's like, I don't know. I, you just got to feel for him. Especially because Boogie, bro, when he was on the Pelicans, even, like, they roster, they, they suck as, as a team. But he was putting up crazy, putting up crazy numbers, numbers, him and AD, bro. The night that he tore his ACL, he had, like, 44 points, if exactly. I'm not mistaken. He had a crazy stat line. I remember that night. Yeah. Like he was, it was, and it's funny because prior to him tearing that, tearing that ACL, prior to him tearing his Achilles that, that year, a lot of um he, he had a lot of, like, it was just a lot on his plate. Like those past those two weeks prior to him tearing his Achilles or rupturing his Achilles, he was playing crazy minutes, and I guess his body couldn't take it anymore. And he, Achilles tear happened. Then he signed to Golden State, came back, bruised his quad. Yeah. Then he bruised his quad and messed his knee up, or just bruised his quad. No, it was the quad, and then yeah, it was the quad. It was quad. quad. I don't think it was not with the knee. Bruised his quad, came back in the finals, and he was looking crazy. Like he just looked out of shape, like he shouldn't belong there. But I respect him for getting on the court and playing. And then for him to go to practice and be in practice and make a regular ass non-contact move and blows is, bro. I think his career done, bro. And it's sad to say. And it was on the opposite leg, right? From where the other injuries. That's a good place. question. I honestly don't know that. I thought I, I thought I read that. that and that's for me, guys. Damn. Honestly, don't know. But I think I heard what you call it too. Um, I heard John Wall was saying that he's gonna be out for um, the oh, whole season. Oh, I forgot about my son John. Yeah, another nigga who. Well, John Wall, he, he he's good, but I know that what caught me off guard though, like, cause he was out majority last year, so I'm like, why the fuck is he out majority this year? <laughs> like, nah, cause remember, remember he um, I forgot what the what's his initial injury ACL tear or Achilles tear? No, I think it, I think it was ACL. ACL, and then he tore his Achilles. Oh. Remember, 
So he, he tore his ACL, and then he was in his kitchen on some funny shit and tore his Achilles. That's the story. Though. Oh, yeah. Uh, of course, yeah, I think a little, like, bit, more, yeah, a little right. bit more happened, but that was the story that Washington was putting out. So yeah. I think, yeah, it was just the fact that the, the two injuries, like, overlapped each other. That's why he spending so much time. But John Wall career might be, might be. Might be finito, might, too. Might be finito, too. Because he, he got to rely on athleticism. And tweet, you feel me? Yeah, it's quiet. Which is why, yeah, that's it, that's a great point. Like, I feel like those players who um who who go through serious injuries like that, but they simply rely on being athletic. Those be the ones who career never be the same. Like, it's crazy. I don't think nobody feels like Clay is coming back and not gonna be efficient. Nah, Clay Clay's gonna come back averaging what he's normally averaging. Yeah, yeah, I, feel, I literally Gucci. feel the same way. Word so. two is gonna be Gucci. Bro, he's I, a shooter. He doesn't dribble. He's a shooter. All he does is cut around and get open and knock down jumpers. Clay's gonna be Gucci. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm keep it stacked though. I still don't know how to feel about how Kevin Durant's gonna be. I'm hoping, I'm really hoping Kevin Durant could come back and still give us 25 a game. And I think he could, honestly. I think he could too. Because I think Kevin Durant at 75% could give us 25 a game. Yeah. That's just how, that's how I think he's just that talented. So I'm not really, I just think, I just hope that he spends the whole season out. Like I hope he don't try to come back early on. Even if they make it to the playoffs, I just hope Kevin Durant takes the entire year off and comes back next year. Or as in, you know, like yeah, yeah next season. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How you feel about? I know you've seen the picture of your boy KP looking real, <laughs> looking scary. No, it's crazy though. I feel like that's another team. Well, I feel like maybe people don't talk about them because it's just Luca and him. From what I could think of the top of my head, you think people, you think Dallas is gonna be the team that? I feel like those one of the teams who could shock you, who could surprise you. Nah, I think it depends on 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 the jump that Luka Doncic makes makes next year. Mm-hmm. I think it depends on that, but I think I also feel like Luka's gonna make it. Like I think I don't think a sophomore slump is gonna happen for him. You feel me? Because the way I look at it, he's about to go into year seven on a professional level. Yeah, like Luka's already a professional as is, and he came into the season last year looking super comfortable. Yeah, so I I usually don't count. Um, Niggas who are like with overseas background, but he came in his freshman year playing like a dude who, Bro, who going into his rookie season. A lot of people were telling me about him, and I'm like, yo, being that he played overseas, I'm, I'm not, not jacking him. That's a fact. But I he came you, I, into the rookie season looking balling. Yeah, I don't jack overseas, nigga. Even even like, I, like I wasn't jacking him until he proved himself. Like, let's say two, 2020 draft come and there's this high stick um dude from overseas that everybody's talking about. I don't care what Luca did, you got to prove yourself. I'm a, I'm a Initially, call you a bum, like you really gotta prove yourself. I'm, a <laughs> I'm not jacking dudes from overseas, bro. <laughs> Yo, when, when, when KP got drafted, you wasn't jacking him. Nah, hell I, no. I definitely wasn't I was, jacking him. I was tight, and then you doing. And then, then they, they draft just, Frankie Smokes after. Come on. Now the Frankie Smoke, I don't want to talk about that. Listen, I don't want to talk about. It. Don't ever bring his name up on the podcast again. Yeah. Nice guy, pretty good kid, but don't ever bring his name up on this podcast. He's again. a bum. But the picture, going back to the picture, the question that you asked, um, that shit was crazy. The picture of KP lifting weights, that shit was crazy. Now, me being a hating ass Knicks fan that I am, hold on, I'm a fan of the game, hold on. Me being a hating ass fan of the game that I am, my opinion, I think that being that he put so much muscle on, it may affect his shooting touch, and he may not be the same shooter. But, of course, the verdict is still out on that. We don't know. It's too, still too early to call it. Nonetheless, the dynamic duo of Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis is going to be one hell of a di- um, dynamic duo. And well, another thing that people are underrating and sleeping on is the fact that, well, two things actually. I don't know why Point Guard didn't go there. Like I'm surprised. I was surprised that D'Angelo didn't try to go there. No, I thought that, I thought they were going to get at least one big free agent. They didn't get none. They got none. But I also thought they were trying to get Kemba. 
they were going hard at Kemba, but Kemba went to Boston. And they also remember in the Miami deal with Gordon Drogic yeah, Gordon yeah, yeah. got shipped to Dallas, but they wasn't trying to pay the extra. If I was Dallas, I'd have paid the extra to to, to get a point guard, to get a, 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 um, a solid NBA starter, and take some of that pressure off Luka, so that Luka doesn't have to always run the offense. You just know that he can if he needs to, or he can if the point guard is sitting down. I'd have definitely paid the extra for, for Goran. But one thing that people are forgetting and underrating, in my opinion, is my son Tim Hardaway Jr. And the reason why I say that is because Tim Hardaway Jr. is about to be the third option. Mm-hmm. He don't got to be the same first option that he was in New York, putting up 25 points a game and only, I mean, putting up 25 shots a game and only making nine. He don't got to do that no more. Yeah, All of his shots are going to come within the flow of the offense. All of his shots are going to be much easier for him now because he's playing off of two superior talented, two superior talented guys. So I think that Tim Hardaway Jr. being the third option, I stay X Factor. I stay dark horse. Uh, I'm, I I didn't think about that, especially because Tim Tim Hardaway, him being on New York, he kind of he kind of you know left me a little weary, I guess you could say. Because mm-hmm. like you said, the nigga was putting up twenty five <laughs> shots and he wasn't <laughs> that he dead wasn't making shit. And he had like every one out of every literally ten games where he, he had a crazy game. That's a fact. So he'd be like, "Yo, I, I that's fuck how this. you know the talent is there. It's just that we was asking too much from him. Yeah, it just wasn't fair for us to expect him to give us thirty a night." Yeah, that's true though. I mean, I, 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 I'm, I'm excited to see KP though. I, no, I, I, I am. I care front. I care front. Even though I'm a little tight, that how things played out. At the end of the day, he didn't want to be here. So I don't want. I wouldn't want a guy playing in the city that he doesn't want to be in. And I do want to see how him and K, him and um Luca is gonna f- mesh. I do want to see that. And I think that Dallas is gonna be one of those franchises. They may not make the playoffs next year, but they're definitely gonna be one of those franchises like in the next decade to consistently show up in the playoffs, being that they got those two guys. So as long as KP can be not even – I'm not going to drag it to say a fraction of himself because I don't think he's that nice. But as long as KP can still score the way that he did, maybe he's not as athletic or maybe he's not as fast because, you know, the ACL injury. As long as he can still shoot the same way that he did, he's Gucci. He's Gucci. Did we, t- we touch on everything? I think we I think we touched on everything. I think we did. People try probably tired of hearing us um talk and go back and forth now. There's nothing that we missed. There's um NFL Jay Z situation, USA basketball, all that funny shit. Spoke music a little bit. Spoke music a little bit. It's not really it's nothing else on my mind that I really want to get off my chest right now. Um last week was pretty calm for me. I'm looking forward to a nice to a nice work week this week. And I pray that, you know, everybody has a great Monday morning. I pray that everybody has a great work week going forward and we signing out, son. We signing out today. Dread look like he want to say something to the people, but he thinking twice. Nah, about it, man, so. you know, it was a, thank you for having me. You know, <laughs> thank you for hosting me. Son. It's a pleasure. You know, this is my third time, so at this point, I got longevity. Now nah, you got longevity in the game, man. You know, and I just, you know, I, I don't know if we recorded this earlier, but yeah, I just want to thank all the people that constantly come on it, like the, the reoccurring guests. I, I appreciate y'all. The show, if whether or not y'all want to acknowledge it, but the show is definitely built on y'all backs to a certain extent. You know, and um, there's actually a couple people that I'm planning to come on again, but they just been baiting me schedules colliding and shit so we, we'll work on that going forward yeah the con the con the content been been different been deep you think so yeah man you've been having you've been having some good guests up there shout out shout out um shout out chef nakai too that's the homie <laughs> <laughs> man, i heard it on the show now nah, we cooking we got we got some cooking stay, stay tuned for that and also um podcast about turning the year old real soon that shit flew though it did a year a year the, the year flew by 
the year flew by. This is where episode 42 kind of, it don't even feel like that. 42 episodes in, that's crazy. That's wild, yeah. 42 is wild. You know what's crazy? I remember episode one because I was on that yeah, shit. You was, yeah, you was, you, was, you, was, you was the introductory episode. So I mean, I was, we was just talking about how hard it was to record that episode. Yeah, and now you got like new equipment and shit. On the low, son. I'm, yo, stock going up, man. More people tuning in every week. I appreciate all the new. That's the thing. More people tuning in every week. I had to improve the quality for them. I had to improve. I'm like, yo, I can't have new people listening. Be like, nah, I don't want to fuck with this guy because the static is in my ear or the mic's in. I had to improve the quality for the new listeners. Mm-hmm. And most importantly, it's for the old guys. It's for the old people that been, or the old girls that been listening. You know, I want to give y'all a better show, so I had to upgrade. I had to upgrade. But that's today's episode. I hope you guys enjoy it. You know the vibe. Like, share, subscribe. It's King Manly Podcast. We checking out. You've been listening to the King Belly Podcast. You can follow the King Belly Pod on Instagram and Facebook. You can subscribe to the King Belly Podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. Your support is greatly appreciated. This beat was produced and engineered by Nigel Pierre Bryant. You can check out more of his records on his production page on Instagram at Produced by Period Act.